Welcome to Let's Talk More Confidence, a podcast dedicated to providing you the knowledge to become more confident in your wellness journey. I'm your host, Aaliyah Irvin. So let's jump into today's topic. Hello, Confidence Squad. Today I am recording, I think this will be episode number four, but you're going to hear earlier than that. I'm actually going to put this out um, this upcoming week on Thursday with the reintroduction. So you'll see, you'll see why. I was holding on to a topic and I wasn't really sure when to record this topic. And I knew I needed to do it sooner than later. But then my whole world kind of like blew up overnight. So this isn't going to be like the typical format. There are three things that I want to talk to you about. And that's it. That's going to be the episode. So the reason I'm putting it out is because I don't want to disrupt the flow of the series. But I also need to put this information out. And you're probably like, no, you don't. You don't need to put it out. Well, I want to. So um, what's today? Today is Saturday. So you're probably like, I don't need to know it's Saturday because you could be listening to this like five years from now. But for the couple of you that are listening to it on present day, it is Saturday, May 21st and Wednesday night. I found out that my dad died. He was only 68. So 68 is young. And I shared it on Facebook yesterday. So I wanted to share what I wrote. It says, my dad has died. I have mixed feelings about this primarily because we did not have a relationship. The last time I spoke to him, I was 16. And the last time I saw him, I was 14. Years ago, he requested my friendship on Facebook. That's where the story of us ends. He talked about me, and that's one of the reasons I received a phone call instead of finding out from Facebook. So I'm thankful for that and to the woman who called me. The call came Wednesday night, a couple of hours after watching This Is Us. Spoiler alert. It's the episode where Becca finally gets to rest. William says, not a direct quote, primarily because I didn't want to look it up, that everything must come to an end. Good or bad, it all has an end. Once you take a step back and look at the bigger picture, new stories begin. And so it has. So, my dad, he went to jail when I was six I think it was 1990 I believe I went maybe a couple of years ago 2020 2020 I went to go look up his arrest record (laughs) arrest record because I was curious and primarily I was curious because I have memories of that night and typically for me anyway, all my memories at that age are centered around trauma. 
I don't remember any like joyous moments like getting something. I remember centering the bad. So I I don't even want to say it's the night he was arrested because he wasn't there. Me and my brother were asleep. And next thing we know, my mom is waking us up and sitting us on the edge of the bed. The police had raided our house and she wanted to get us together so we could move from our bedroom to the living room as they went through looking for drugs. I remember sitting on the couch and their dog, the police dog, sniffing around and he came to a spot in the living room and he was sniffing and my mom was like, yeah, our dog had an accident there on the floor and that's where I cleaned it up. But I also remember them taking down cigarette boxes off the top of this beautiful china cabinet. It's one of those big, beautiful cabinets that has like glass and wood. There's a picture of me sitting in front of it. Anyway, they take the cigarette cartons down, which now as my older self knows that there probably wasn't cigarettes in there. Uh, There were probably, not probably, it was cocaine in there because like I said, I went and looked up his charges. I remember my mom saying, don't worry, when we can, we're going to go to Nana's house. That was my grandmother's house. We did not go. It was a long, long night. I remember... I don't remember going to bed, but I remember waking up the next morning and shit was just everywhere, everywhere because they went through everything and they just threw through it as they looked for drugs. I also remember our van being gone and remember being bummed out because the baton that my dad had bought me was still in the car and the baton was gone. I also remember going to visit him and then not. I remember my paternal grandparents showing up at the door and me not knowing who they were. And so I shut the door in their face. And that was the last time I saw them. My dad got out of jail around, I think I was around 12. My mom had remarried And my dad was dating someone and she made sure he came and picked us up. We spent the night over her house and that lasted for about two years. When that relationship ended, we no longer saw my father. Well, I should say I no longer saw my father. He would show up every now and again to take my brother on jobs that he was doing as a contractor. And then those stopped I remember being 16 and picking up the phone and him saying hey do you know who this is and I said yes it's Levi I had so much hate and anger at that age that I didn't even want to call him my dad and he didn't care that I called him Levi listen my mom if I would have called her By her full government name, she would have told me not to disrespect her like that because you know better. He didn't care. He promised to buy me a car. 
I knew that promise was a lie. I didn't hold my breath at that moment. In that moment, I decided to let him go. So just a few years back, I was in counseling. And my counselor said that she thought that I should try to reconnect with him. And I said, "Mm, I'm good. And she said, what happens if he were to pass and you hadn't made up with him? And I told her, "Mm, I will be good. And I feel that to be true. So Wednesday night, I'm minding my own business, trying to catch up on my TV shows. And I see a message comes through from Facebook from a woman I do not know. And it says, please call me. It's regarding your dad with her phone number. So I immediately call my mom and ask her if the name sounds familiar. And she says, it does not. And I said, okay, well, I'll do some digging because, you know, people be trying to scam people on Facebook and I'm not with it. Well, as I go to try to look up her information and see who she is, my phone rings. It's a 216 number. And I'm like, who would be calling me at nine? I mean, at midnight, it was nine o'clock Pacific time. Who would be calling me at midnight? It was her. The second time I actually looked at the number and saw that it was the same number that she left. And so I answered. She's talking and talking and tells me of the passing of my dad. And I feel my eyes kind of welled up and then it stopped. And then I asked, what was her relationship to my dad? And she explained that she was a friend. And I asked her, how did she get my number? And of course, she got it from my stepfather. Because my father talked about us. Talked about my stepfather. And so she went and got my phone number from him and in turn called me. It was odd. Hearing all these things about my dad. It was odd hearing all these things that... She knew about me from my dad. And I had to stop her and I said, I'm sorry, I need to tell you this. I don't have a relationship with him. And she was like, well, can you tell me why? And I said, I cannot. I haven't seen him since I was 14 and I haven't talked to him since I was 16. And she was like, that is news to me because he talked about you Like you talked all the time. And I was like, yeah, no. He had watched my life through Facebook and perceived to have a relationship with me. And so she also explained a time that she was in Columbus and told him that he should call me so he could meet his grandchildren. And it aligned with the time that he sent me a message. That was the first message he had sent since he requested my friendship and asked to meet his grandchildren because he was in Columbus. And I felt uncomfortable because he was a stranger to me. So why would I let him meet my kids? It was just odd. It wasn't his idea. It was her idea. And because they were together, he had to follow through with that idea. 
So that night we kind of wrapped up our phone conversation. And the next morning I called my mom because my brother needed to know as well. And when I would talk to my mom, she told me something that I was like, uh, you just telling me this now? But in that moment, I realized it wasn't her secret to tell. My dad should have said something. But of course, why would he? We didn't have a relationship. So the next morning, I get a text. And she informs me that I have to release his body from the morgue because I am his next of kin. And I just feel so overwhelmed because I have my own shit going on. And now I have to deal with somebody else's shit. And it's not that his death is inconveniencing me. It's because I know nothing about him. His wishes, what he would have wanted if he had a will, if he has insurance, which I'm pretty sure he does not. I didn't want to stop what I was doing to figure that out, especially being, what, 3,000 miles away? But I let her know whatever need, whatever she needs me to do, I will take care of it. And she says, dear, I have something else to tell you. And she says, do you know you have a brother? Now I have a little brother and I know she's not talking about my little brother. Because as I said earlier, my mom told me a secret that wasn't hers to tell. And I said, yes, I know. And fortunately, my mom told me that this morning because if she hadn't, I would have thought that this woman was lying. My mom knew some information, but not all information. She kind of remembered his name and how much older he was than me and that he was from a previous relationship before my dad and my mom got married. Well, then this woman says, guess what city he's in? And listen, I'm not in the mood to guess. In my head, I'm like, I don't know, just tell me. So outwardly, I say, well, what city is he in? And she says, dear, he's in Seattle, Washington. And I just broke down and started crying. I'm at work outside crying. Because I'm sad. I'm sad that all this time I had a brother that I could have had a relationship with. And my dad stole that from me because he didn't want to say that he had a kid. That was, who does that? Who abandons their kid? Not once, not twice, but three times. And who knows how many more times? 
Because usually when there's smoke, there's fire. So she asked if I want to connect. And I said, of of course I do. Please send me his number. And I go back into my office and I'm like, y'all, I have a brother and he lives in Washington. And not only just Washington, because Washington is a big ass state, y'all. He lives in proximity of me. Because he doesn't really live in Seattle. Nobody lives in Seattle. (laughs) I shouldn't say nobody. There are people that live in Seattle. Most people don't. But he lives south of Seattle. I live north of Seattle. Later that evening, I give him a call and we talk. And he's just so happy. And so am I. So we're planning to meet and, you know, I'll probably follow up with that meeting. But how crazy is that? How crazy is that? That not only do I have a brother who was also born in Cleveland, but is living in the same state as I. So that's two things, right? My dad is dead. I found out I had a brother. Here's the other thing. The shit that I have going on is. My husband and I are separated. We have been for a while now. He left in December. And most people think like. Oh, he left me. Primarily because he left the state. (laughs) Who does that? (sighs) But that's whatever. That's his prerogative. And I don't want to talk about him. I want to talk about me. I'm okay. I have filed. I have hired a lawyer to file for divorce. I'm waiting on papers to get things signed. And probably about time this is actually uploaded and live. Those papers will be signed. We were married for. Well, our anniversary is next week. So technically we have been married for 11 years. Most of that time was great. I enjoyed our marriage. But I became unhappy. And the only person that can make you happy is yourself. The way I felt within our relationship I couldn't look for him to fix. He is his own person. I am my own person. People grow. And I look at it like this. We are both growing in opposite directions and at opposite paces. I no longer wanted to feel anxious of coming home. I wanted to be happy again. And I am. He is in Ohio and I am in Washington. So both of us are where we want to be. I don't really have more to say on the matter, though. I'm happy. So that's the three things. That last one was way shorter than I intended to be. But, you know, at the end of the day, 
he is still he is still my kid's father and so while right now we have no relationship we will still have the co-parent so I'll just leave it at that um other than that (laughs) I mean that was a lot right my dad died I found out I had a brother and I am currently separated trying to get a divorce so yeah that's what's going on in my life I had my second prolo injection yesterday as well it didn't feel as bad as the first one I do have a lot of congestion going on though so that could be it that's why I sound like I do but I feel lighter I feel I'm at peace. So what I want to wrap up and say is when I was in counseling, I had to be honest with myself. I had to know exactly what I wanted. And I know I didn't want a relationship with a man who didn't want a relationship with me. He wasn't on Facebook trying to message me from the beginning and ask me if he could reconnect, if he could establish some type of relationship. He wanted the perception of having a relationship with his daughter. And as far as I know it, that is the same for my little brother. And for my older brother, I mean, that's his story to tell, not mine. Same goes for my little brother. But why would I put my trust and value into someone who didn't put their trust and value into me? He didn't even share that much on Facebook. I knew nothing about him. It's not even like I could tell you stories about what was going on in his life. I didn't even know this friend existed until she caught me. He traveled. He went places with her. There were so many things that were new to me in this conversation that I had with his friend. So why try to hold on to relationships that are so one-sided? I knew then that I didn't want a relationship with him. Because there was never any effort on his behalf. The effort were... The effort was given from the women who surrounded him in his life. The woman who he dated when he got out of jail is the one who made sure that we were picked up for our visits. The woman who was his friend is the one who told him that he should try to reach out to see his grandchildren. None of those was his ideas. I'm not telling you that you should or should not try to develop a relationship with someone. But why? Why waste your energy? It took me a long time to figure out what I wanted out of life. It took me a while to realize what true friendship meant. I'm not going to lie. I'm not. I am. I am a good friend. I'm a horrible person 
when it comes to phone calls. You should be in contact with the people who put the effort forth to be in contact with you. And I know that. I know that I make sure to at least try to call my friends. It doesn't always go as planned. I have three kids now. Sometimes I pick up the phone and there's a mommy and I put my phone down. But I thought about it. Life is short. Make sure you have a will. Make sure you have some life insurance. Make sure your plans are known to the people who love you the most. Don't waste your time in relationships that you don't want to be in. Don't waste your time in relationships that you are unhappy. Don't waste your time with people who don't value you. Everything must come to an end, good or bad, including this podcast for today. So we're going to step back and see what new picture develops. Thank you for listening to my chaotic day or chaotic days. And we'll probably be back to our regularly scheduled program. You're going to hear this and then start hearing the series. So, yay. All right. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk More Confidence. If you enjoyed today's podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. And don't forget to share with your friends. Let's keep in touch. Visit my website, aliyahirvin.com, or find me at the gram at Confident Aaliyah. Remember, confidence is a state of being. Until the next time. Oh,